is your Sci-Fi 5, five minutes of science fiction history for September 14th. After the recent trailer, Marvel fans are getting super excited for Spider-Man's next installment in the MCU, Spider-Man No Way Home. So what better time to celebrate the Web Slinger's first live-action series, The Amazing Spider-Man, which premiered on this day in 1977. The late 70s was filled with superhero TV programming, and it seemed like fans couldn't get enough. So it seemed the stage was perfectly set to bring the popular Spider-Man character to the screen for his first live-action appearance. Well, technically, Spider-Man had appeared in live-action segments on The Electric Company, but this would be the first time he would have his own series and actually do things like, you know, talk. CBS specifically wanted Friedrich von Trapp himself, Nicholas Hammond, to play Peter Parker slash Spider-Man. And Hammond agreed with the stipulation that it be a realistic portrayal. Basically, he didn't want it to be campy 60s Batman, so they shot a 90-minute backdoor pilot, essentially a pilot that is intended to launch a series but can stand on its own if needs be, with Hammond as Peter Parker and stunt coordinator Fred Waugh in the suit doing all the stunts. The pilot was a huge success and actually had CBS's highest rating for the entire year, but not everyone was happy. Spider-Man creator Stan Lee, who had sold the rights to CBS, publicly criticized the show, saying it was too juvenile. And he may have been onto something, as the pilot didn't perform particularly well with the adult demographic. So while the ratings it pulled obviously meant CBS needed to give it a shot, they did so very cautiously, only ordering five episodes to start. Again, the premiere got good ratings and was CBS's highest-rated show that week, but it turns out ratings aren't everything. Find out where things went wrong for our friendly neighborhood Spider-Man after this. So Spider-Man was doing well, but it wasn't doing well with the right audiences. It still wasn't hitting the numbers CBS wanted for the adult demographic, and comics fans weren't happy with the more grounded take on Spider-Man. There wasn't a Green Goblin or Doc Ock in sight. In fact, none of Spider-Man's colorful villains made it into the show. Spidey fought against thieves and mad scientists, just none you'd recognize. Oh, and ninjas. Because ninjas. And Gwen Stacy, Betty Brant, and MJ all got shelved. So this Peter Parker's love interest was reporter Julie Masters. But all in all, it was still a solid Spider-Man show. It still had Aunt May and J. Jonah Jameson, who weirdly liked Spider-Man for some reason. It had the first appearance of the Spider-Tracer tracking devices. And while the effects look a little silly, the stunts still look pretty great. But ultimately, CBS was the one that chose to doom its own show. They aired the show sporadically, and even after the seven-episode second season did well in spite of that, they still canceled it. Why? because CBS was afraid of becoming known as the Superhero Network, since it was already airing The Incredible Hulk, Wonder Woman, Captain America, Doctor Strange, and Shazam. Couple that with the high price tag of shooting Spider-Man, and it meant Spidey was the one to get the rolled-up newspaper of cancellation. There were a couple attempts at a revival. Bill Bixby was even tapped in the mid-80s to direct a Spider-Man Incredible Hulk crossover, with Hammond wearing the black Secret Wars symbiote Spidey suit, say that ten times fast, but unfortunately, it never came together. 
For the longest time, it wasn't even easy to watch the series in its entirety, as episodes were recut and spliced together and released incomplete, but now in the age of the internet, it's a little easier to get your hands on the series. Of course, if you really want the height of late 70s Spider-Man weirdness, there's the Japanese Spider-Man series that came out just a year later, but that's a story for another time. This has been 5 Minutes of Science Fiction History, your daily Sci-Fi 5, for September 14th. Sci-Fi 5 is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment, executive producer Rod Roddenberry. This is a Roddenberry Podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.